Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. On today's show, we preview a Kemba-less Celtics first Hornets game tonight. And Marvin Williams makes an all-star team. But it's not the all-star team you're thinking of. We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets. It's Hornets Talk for the hardcore fan. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetDSI.com. Visit BetDSI.com for fun and safe betting on virtually every sport. Use our promo code HORNETS10 to get $10 free to start when you sign up. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in beautiful Uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Doug, don't bury the lead. Don't give us any spoilers, but you saw a movie last night, correct? Yes, um, Goodwill Hunting. Great film. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, caught it on the. Uh, I actually DVR'd it. And it was on TBS. Great flick. No, I saw Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so don't say don't say much. Just what, did you enjoy yourself? I enjoyed myself very much. Uh, I okay. well, well, I'll say this: I enjoyed the movie, uh, the experience. Okay. That's I'm all we need. Well, here's uh, no, yeah, no spoilers. You know, I'm very anti-spoiler, but I'll just say that I need to watch it again because a certain theater in a certain uptown Charlotte, hint, it's the only theater in uptown Charlotte, not (laughs) my favorite. And and the final, the straw broke the camel's back last night. I'm, I'm never going back. Was it just some of the some of your it's fellow one of rebels the, the, it's in the one audience? Of these, well, it's one of these theaters that serves food and drink. Right, right, right. And but they just they can't do it. They can't do it. They they have given themselves a, a big responsibility taking on that task. And uh, three or four times I've gone there, I just I can't do this. So it puts like, me in a bad mood. The delivery system and the yes. interruption of the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They well, got to figure that, that out. Well, there's that. I, I, you, you go there knowing that. Okay, you go there mm-hmm. knowing that there's going to be people moving around. I get that. That's fine. But I just, I can't get by. I can't get the orders. Can't get right. It just, there's all kinds of issues. I feel like they got to do that. They got to do the food before the show starts. Okay. And then I guess if you want to get up and go get a drink or something, then you can still do that. But last year we went and saw Star Wars last year in the same theater, and they ran out of alcohol. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Anyway, all right, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Go to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcast on the NBA, NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. They are adding podcast every week. Go make sure that you're listening to the podcast of your favorite team. If you're a Panthers fan, check out Locked On Panthers as they make their miracle run to the playoffs, David. There's still yeah, there's still a fun. chance. Just a little bit that of hope. Be fun. A little bit of hope left. Okay, let's start with some Hornets news we got yesterday afternoon. Kimba Walker will miss tonight's game versus the Boston Celtics for 
personal reasons that have been excused by the team. That's where we will start our preview of tonight's contest, the Hornets in Boston. For the fourth game of their five-game road trip, tip-off is scheduled for 7.30 p.m. Kimba's absence gives us a chance, David, to talk about what he's meant to the team this season and what it means for tonight's game. He's been the team's leading scorer. He's been their crunch time performer and their emotional leader. What's the most vital thing in your mind that he brings to this team? Oh man, yeah. I think pick we could start. One. In, you have to pick could, one. <laughs> I think we could start and end our preview uh, with talking about Kemba not being in this game. Um, I mean, I just think it's his. I mean, it's tough to say his leadership, but obviously, clearly, his scoring. I mean, has been the big boost, right? I mean, when he struggled to score, they've struggled to win at times. So. Uh, his scoring punch, his fourth quarter scoring, which has dipped a little bit. But I think just his overall leadership and the way he commands the game, you know, we've talked about it, that the game has slowed down a lot for him. Um, he seems to be controlling the game a lot better in the pick and roll, getting to the basket. So the way he's doing things for himself and other guys this year is at another level. And he's playing at an all-star level. So when you lose an all-star, it's going to be a blow to your team, especially when, in my opinion, the backup point guard position is not one of strength. So uh, it's going to be a tough night tonight in Boston. It's not one of strength. We'll get to that in one moment. I just want to point out this stat. Hornets point guard Kimba Walker is one of only three qualified players in the NBA averaging over 20 points on better than 45% from the field and over 40% from beyond the arc while also distributing more than five assists per game. The other two, uh, uh, Steph Curry above him, and then Kyle Lowry right below him. So one of only three players to be scoring at his level, but also leading the team uh, by assisting and, and and distributing the basketball. So a high mark there for Kemba Walker, and it shows uh, what elite production he's been able uh, to, to have this season for the Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, when they let go of Al Jefferson, they let go of a, a go-to scorer in the offseason. And you kind of hope that maybe one or two would develop for the Hornets this season. I think Marco Bellinelli has developed as one of those go-to scorers, kind of unexpectedly. And now, yep. you, and but but it's been Kemba. I mean, he's led the team in scoring um, eighteen, nineteen times now, and I mean, he's just been he's just been tremendous. Yeah, and we were looking for an emotional leader, a, a, an alpha dog on this team last year, and clearly. Kimba emerged as that guy. So, yeah, he's just the leader. He's the heart and soul of this team. It's cliche to say it, but, you know, if you find reasons why this team was doing so well this year, which a lot of people are are trying to do, uh, you know, one of the first things they say is Kimba Walker and his play. Now, David, I'm willing to bet that with Kimba Walker out, the Vegas odds on the Hornets winning went down just a little bit. I'm literally willing to bet that, especially on my favorite online betting destination, BetDSI.com. If you love basketball and you're ready to get into the action, you are ready for BetDSI.com. They've been in business for over 20 years. It's a safe place to bet, and I can tell you that because I play there. BetDSI.com has a great basketball special for you. Sign up today and get $10 free to try their service, and they are offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. That's free money. BetDSI has great customer service and they pay out winnings fast and easy. There are hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from 
And if you're into the UFC, they've got that too. So many sports, soccer. I mean, anything you can think of, they've basically got it. BetDSI even has live in-game wagering on football, basketball, and other major sporting events. You can play virtually everything at BetDSI.com. So head over to their website, BetDSI.com right now. That's BetDSI.com. Use our promo code HORNETS10 to get your free wager, $10, and start banking some cash today. Okay, let's talk about the backup position. David Ramon Sessions will step in uh, for the Hornets. Of course, Ramon in his second stint with the Charlotte franchise. And it's been up and down, but you know, over the past uh, four games, he's 5 of 7 from beyond the arc. He had a a season-high 12 points against Orlando. He's playing better. Or at yeah. least, or at least, scoring better. I mean, scoring be, better because for he's sure. had a, a couple of seven assist games. I mean, he's he's found ways to make impacts in other ways. But recently, uh, even though his minutes have been reduced, he's found ways to be more efficient. I guess would probably be a better word. Yeah, I mean, especially from three, he's starting to hit a couple of those, which is nice. I mean, you certainly want your backup point guard to be able to knock one of those down every once in a while. Um, but yeah, it was a rough start to the year, especially things just like finishing and, you know, having success because he's, he's able to get in there, right? Like that's where he kind of, uh, that's where he kind of replicates yeah, get into the rim. a little bit to yeah. getting to the rim. Right. But, but he's had trouble finishing on some of those. Uh, some of them have been tough finishes. Some of them have been, uh, less difficult, shall we say, but you know, it's just, it's a lot to ask for Ramon to be Ramon. Is it Ramon? Do you get Ramon or Ramon? Ramon? <laughs> FIBA? FIBA? It's, it's, it's technically Ramon. Ramon session. Sorry, Ramon. That's, uh, we should know that by now. But anyway, yeah, I mean, a rough year for him. Career lows in pretty much every shooting statistical category. Uh, but a veteran guy, and that's really why they brought him in, A, because he knew the system, B, because he's been around the block a time or two. Uh, so he'll have his hands full tonight. Uh, I mean, no question about it. it it's a bit. That's it's just huge shoes to fill, filling up for Kemba. For, well, and I for, think for that's and that's what you say to people who were a little down on Ramon and maybe wanting to find other options. Is that in this instance, when when Kemba has to step out, Ramon's going to be able to fill this position quite easily. Now he's not going to have. Obviously, he's not going to have the same impact that Kemba has. I mean, other players. You know, Marvin Williams, Nick Batum, Marco Bellinelli is going to have to keep up his production to fill in. It's going to be it's going to have to be a more balanced scoring night with Kemba yeah. out. But just organizationally, Ramon's going to be able to run the offense in a similar way that that Kemba Walker does. And I'll say this for Ramon as well: we we really his minutes have been getting reduced. You haven't seen a Kemba Ramon backcourt. They they just sort of went away from that completely. And, and you kind of understand that with Ramon's issues defensively uh, and, and some size issues there with pairing Kemba and Ramon together. It just didn't work out early on, and they went away from it. So now Ramon is exclusively getting backup point guard minutes. And so with Kemba playing 35-plus a night, you know, it's going to leave him with you know anywhere from, from 12 to, to 18 minutes per night. And Ramon, to his credit, again, is is doing the most with those minutes that he's done all season and getting you know getting you eight to ten points uh, is is a nice thing for somebody who's playing uh, fifteen to eighteen minutes. So I mean, you never know with these kind of things, though, David. When you yeah. have a star step out and a player like Ramon, who, as you said, he's a veteran, he had to step in for John Wall late last season for the Wizards, 
and, mm-hmm. and did a tremendous job stepping in in those final few games for Washington. So you just when you especially guys who are just sort of doing their thing, getting in their routine, and then you know get, giving you again seven to ten points in eighteen minutes, and then you give them a little bit more burn. Sometimes, sometimes the flame gets higher. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I think you hit on it, though. It's gonna, really going to be up to uh, the other guys as well to pick it up because you're not going to replace Kemba with w- one person. You know, not a no one backup point guard, right? So that's going to f- trickle down to everybody else. Batum certainly. I mean, everybody because Ramon is not going to command the attention that Kemba does from opposing defenses. So those guys are going to have to be ready. I mean, fortunately, one good thing about that Washington game was for the most part, everyone else played really well. Um, I think Marvin was the only guy not to score in double figures in that game. And, I mean, we'll talk about Marvin here a little bit, but they're going to need some three-pointers from him. They're going to need some scoring from him. Uh, it's going to. I think they're really going to look to Nick Batum, don't you? I mean, he seems to be the next guy up in the pecking order as far as leading these guys on the court. I mean, certainly MKG, but from a scoring standpoint and getting the game going, he did that last game in Washington. You know, got off to a hot, scar- hot start, scored 20 points. And so that was a good thing. They're going to need that tonight. Yeah, and I understand, you know, you didn't pay the the Nick Batum all of that money to be a primary scorer. You paid him because he distributes, because he makes other players better. I understand all of that. But at the same time, I don't think those excuses are going to hold tonight. I think he has to look to score and and, and effectively do that if the Hornets have any chance of winning without Kimba Walker. No Kimba in this one, David, and the Boston Celtics will be getting their star point guard Isaiah Thomas back after a four-game absence. Yeah, so there's there's that as well. He's an elite fourth-quarter scorer tied for third in the league in points per game in the fourth quarter with John Wall, who torched the Hornets late in their last game. And I've said over the past three games over this road trip, they have been hurt late by superstars or, or you know, burgeoning superstars. Mm-hmm. And I think you could... Uh, Kai, you could give that a little bit to Isaiah. He's still earning it, just like Kemba. But um, I think the the Hornets are going to have to try to lock down the Celtic stars in the fourth quarter and, and get some stops, get some key stops in the fourth quarter that they haven't been able to get. And they'll certainly be watching Avery Bradley as well, the other guard for the Boston Celtics, because the last time Charlotte and Boston got together, it was the Hornets' home opener earlier this season, and it wasn't IT that killed them. It was Bradley, who had a career-high eight three-pointers. We thought it was an aberration, David, all of those three-pointers. It turns out that it's been a trend for this defense to allow uh, three-point attempts, but also three-point makes. Teams just uh, light it up against the Hornets from beyond the arc. So going to have to pay yeah. attention to Avery Bradley, too, which I found out Avery Bradley and Nick Batum both averaging over seven rebounds a game. That's pretty impressive. Nick Batum, you understand, he's he's got the height. You know, he's got the 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 uh, wingspan. You know, he gets his arms up there and nabs a couple that maybe other uh, shooting guards don't. But Avery Bradley doesn't. He's, a, he's kind of undersized. So he's doing it all on effort and, and just crashing the gr- glass really hard. Yeah, you know, maybe something that was an aberration, hopefully, was Avery Bradley hitting eight three-pointers in a game. You know, since 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 that night, Doug, he's only hit uh, five one time, and that was a week ago. So, you know, 
Uh, he has, he's not gone on a streak like that. I mean, Aiden, of course, if he went on a streak like that every night, we'd be talking about a lot more <laughs> about Avery about Bradley. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that, that's a high point for him. Uh, they do need to, to keep them from shooting threes. I mean, he's still going to be able to make them. And we have gone over that at length. Their, their trouble, um, keeping teams from shooting those three pointers again, they did it a little better against Washington. Uh, that was one of the things they they got back to the defensive effort on the three pointers. So um, they'll have to try and do that again. Yeah, both teams coming into this game off a three game losing streak. So this is going to be an entertaining one, even without Kimball Walker, because both of these teams very desperate for a win. David, I like you have one more day of work ahead of me before the weekend. It is Friday. Thank goodness. I want to make this day pass as fast as possible. How will I do that? You ask? Well, like any red blooded American, I'm going surfing on the internet. Cyberspace set free. Hello, virtual reality. Interactive appetite. Searching for a website. A window to the world. Got to get online. Take a spin. Now you're in with the techno set. You're going surfing on the internet. Here's an article to help you pass the time on this Friday. It's from TheRinger.com. The author is Jason Concepcion. Did I do it? There Did you go. Right? Concepcion. Concepcion. Ramon. Concepcion. Ramon. And it's called the Marvin William All Stars, David. But uh, it's not—it's not the All Star that you you really want to be a part of. Tell us about it, here, David. <laughs> yeah. So Jason took a look at some of the guys who have fallen off this season, for for lack of a better term. That's probably the best term, though. Um, and one guy is our very own Marvin Williams. Doug, you were you were hesitant uh, or you were wary of a of a regression season for Marvin this year for a lot of reasons. You know, I think. Uh, he had a career year last year, was vital to the Hornets' success, and we knew that was going to be difficult for him to replicate. So uh, this article highlights Marvin as kind of the captain of the of the of the uh, of the regression post contract year yeah, regression. That's that's year, the key. So. Post contract year, there were a few rules, no no injury guy. It's, it's funny because Jason sort of apologizes the entire article. Uh, yeah. for like, I don't want to put these guys on because, and it's true. Like, I mean, you look at these guys, Rajon Rondo. Well, he's, he may be easy to cheer against, but J.R. Smith, I mean, he's a, he's a funny guy. You like cheering for him. Marvin Williams, Kent Bazemore. I mean, who doesn't love the Bays gays? I mean, he's, he's just a really likable guy. And then of course, rounding out the team, Bismack Biombo, who, you know, again, you wanted him to get paid. He earned it. He's such a hard worker. He's got, you know, and, and a great personality. He does. He did great things while he was here in Charlotte. And, you know, you just hate to see the stats drop off like they are. And some of these, I think for Biz, it might be a little circumstantial because things are a mess right now in Orlando as they figure things out. But Marvin, on the other hand, is in virtually the same situation, the same system. I mean, he was, you know, everything was prepared for his success and it just hasn't happened, David. Let me read the stats. So in his contract year last season, 58.5% true shooting, 16.8 PER, both of those career highs. Uh, And his contract, four years, $54.5 million. And now this season, that true shooting percentage has dropped to 47.4. That's more than a 10-point drop. And the PER has dropped more than 6 points to 10.3. Both of those are career lows, David. Um, Do you expect it to continue, I guess would be the question. Well, 
You're talking to the guy that proclaimed Marvin was back after he hit like two three pointers. Well, he's had a couple of <laughs> the these. Yeah, early. well, he's had a couple of these games where you go, okay, maybe now he now he's getting on track. And th- to me, yeah. this is the true sign of regression, Re- because you know regression does. I, I don't think that regression happens and then just sort of uh, you 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 fall off and then plateau. You sort of mm-hmm. you fall off and then you have a game or two or you come back and then you fall off again and that's going to probably extend for the entire season. Yeah, and so like his three point percentage right now wouldn't be a career low necessarily. And he had some pretty rough years, especially his first three years in the league, shooting less than thirty percent. Um, but once he kind of got on track, he's been around you know thirty five, and last year was a high at forty percent, which is great. So I don't expect that to return, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean it's hard to see him bouncing back at this point in the season, Doug. We're you know past a quarter of the way in. We, we've kind of assessed where this team is, and you get a feel for who they are. I mean, he could still have a couple of hot nights, you know, go on a streak, have a good run there. And he has been dealing with some injuries, right? Um, but but the fact of the matter is the numbers are are dipping lower, um, and they're lower than they were last year. So you're seeing a clear regression in scoring. And, you know, just the other night, had two shots at, at three-pointers late in that game. One of them could have given the Hornets the lead, um, and they were good looks, and, and he couldn't knock them down. So I don't know if he need, needs to get back on the treadmill, needs to hit the road a little bit, get the running back in, but – I'll say this for Marvin. You know, he's been in the league for 11 years, um, came out of college after that freshman year. And some of the rules in this article, in my opinion, and, and again, like I, it's, it's a good article. It's a good look at it. And he was he almost felt bad about writing it. Uh, but he said some of the rules, right, were no old guys. Well, Noah's only been in the NBA for nine years. <laughs> and, and, and a handful of these guys have been in there 10, 11 uh, or, or more than that. So. I think you can pick and choose a little bit. And and let me ask you this, Doug. Would you put Marvin Williams in the Eric Dampier category? I mean, I just don't think he's been like this massive bust. I mean, he's been an NBA starter for most of his career. No. No, I I would not put him in Eric Dampier territory. And and I think, to, to your point, I think Marvin Williams has been a confusing player to understand because... You know, normally we see the game has changed around him, right? The game has changed around him, so there's that factor. You know, he became a success. As has everyone. Yeah, exactly. But he benefited more than most. But also, he's been playing an old man game for a long time. You know, and and his production increased last season kind of out of nowhere because his first season in Charlotte was extremely quiet. But he's been playing an old man game ever since his knees gave out uh, early in his career, about midway through his Atlanta stint. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's tough to maybe that's why we don't see him as old because we haven't seen that, you know, 10th, 11th season, huge drop off in not just in production, but in style of play. We saw that, you know, in his third, fourth season. So yeah. but he's been able to, again, use, as you said, the change in the NBA to to keep his old man game relevant. And it's but but, you know, the Hornets need his production. And here's why. Because this, I think you've seen teams over and over blitz Kimba Walker late, mm-hmm. and, and the Hornets can't, and they use you know Marvin Williams in that pick and pop situation, and they haven't been able to expose teams for pulling that off because Marvin hasn't been able to hit threes, and there's other guys mm-hmm. as well that have missed yeah. shots, but you know teams can are, are more free to take Kimba Walker out of the game when when Marvin Williams is not hitting his three pointer. And this started. Yeah, and this started in the Miami series. This isn't. 
Yeah, we sort of we season, we got yeah. a hint about this when he wasn't knocking down his runner, he wasn't knocking down open threes in that series, and he looked tired. Yeah, and you hope that's end of the season, right? Like you hope that's just the grind of the season and the and the playoffs. But clearly, it's carried over into this season. Um, we should note that he is important to the team in other ways, I guess, you know, rebounding and defense. Being, well, that was the sell. The I mean, that was the sell yeah. on the contract. I, 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 when the contract happened, well, well, we should note about the contract too, right? He could have signed for more elsewhere. Okay. That's fine. I wasn't I mean, concerned about the money. I was concerned about the years, the years, four, yeah, exactly. year, the four years, <laughs> the four years. That's going right. to be tough. Um, yeah. and, and I think could factor into their trade decisions. Uh, either this season or next, trying to because that money is signed, sealed, delivered. So yeah, that gotta, was that's the that's the surprising part. Every time you take a look at the contract situation of the Hornets, you know, Basketball Reference or whatever your website may be, it's that Marvin keeps going, <laughs> his his years and his money keep extending well past a lot of the other guys. So yeah, that's the surprising part. Hey, speaking of trades, also on the internet, the Dunked On podcast with Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue, fantastic podcast. They do a great job over there breaking down, uh, really getting in, into the weeds of, of basketball. And, and if you like analytics and, and you really like smart basketball talk, it's a great podcast. They're also experimenting with these uh, live Twitter halftime shows. So follow Nate Duncan on Twitter uh, for information on that. But they were they proposed a trade between the Charlotte Hornets and the Philadelphia 76ers. I want to play this trade suggestion, and then we'll talk about it. The deal we ended up with was Charlotte's number one and Jeremy Lamb for Nerlens and Hollis Thompson. So Hollis and Lamb are not exactly a one-to-one comparison, but it does get Charlotte out of some of their financial burden, which means that maybe they could duck the luxury tax and some other stuff. And for Philly, they get a reasonable draft pick and an intriguing young player at a clear position of need who's on a reasonable contract. So David, uh, again, that's from the Dunked On podcast with Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue. Check them out. But this, this suggestion, again, points to what I was talking about, which is the Hornets may be trading more for trying to to free up some money than necessarily trying to make a move to be successful in the playoffs this season. And and you know, I mean, if you hear mm. Steve Clifford, he says, "I don't even know if we're going to make the playoffs if they don't get physical. You know, right. if, they, if they don't start playing more consistent basketball." So there's let's let's caution before we say even being successful in the playoffs. But the Hornets have settled on a core of Kimball Walker, Nick Batum. And and Michael K. Gilchrist, okay, they they and Cody Zeller, they Zeller, like yeah. they like that core, and in order to finish that core up and really seal it up, they're still going to need to free up some funds, and so you might see a deal like this. What do you think about this? Lamb and a first for Nerlens Noel and Hollis Thompson, who are both on expiring deals. It's interesting. I think they're going to have to use a draft pick if they're going to hope to get anything back of value don't you think i mean that that's kind of what they have that holds value that they'd be willing to give up right i mean the other guy you talk about is mkg i guess when they gave Um, up their pick you know this past year for marco bellinelli so we know sort of where their philosophy may lie or we don't know but we can speculate on where their philosophy may lie on late first round draft picks Uh, yeah exactly if they're gonna make the playoffs or love love top 10 picks yeah (laughs) they they want to make those they're not gonna move those no matter what but 
20th to 25th. Yeah, go ahead. And I mean, Nerlens gives you a rim protector, right? Um, maybe. Which I maybe right? If, he, if he's on <laughs> exactly. the court, well, no. Yeah. Here's what here's what uh, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski on the Vertical Podcast said recently about Nerlens. The research teams have done the research that teams have done on him is not good. They don't get good reports back on their intel of how he has carried himself there, of his habits. It's not a great return. There are teams willing to do a deal for him and bring him in, but they don't want to give up much. So, David, I think that doesn't Lamb sound like something the Hornets would be interested in. Yeah, I think in. Jeremy Lamb in a first rounder, that doesn't sound well, and here's the thing. Then you have to go and wonder, okay, is Nerlens is his work ethic a question because he's been a part of this Philadelphia team that, that just can't stop losing or, you know, and, and could he be, you know, could he be an asset for the Charlotte Hornets who on the other hand, like to win? Yeah. And I mean, they had a shot at him, right? Uh, this is a couple of years ago, obviously in the draft um, to grab him there. Still, still with, something you know, of a, with Cody Zeller instead. Yeah, I mean, still something of a... Which, hey, that paid off, by the way. I feel like, you know, to this point, Cody Zeller, definitely the better pick there. A quick show check for you guys right there. Um, Feels like something more of a niche player, right? I mean, like you said, maybe it would just be getting straightened up the money situation. I don't know how they would really use him other than just a rim protector, like you said, if he's on the floor. So, I mean, it's interesting. I think they're going to have to go that route. I don't know that that's the return that they would be looking to get. I mean, that's what's that going to do for their... For their no, not, that's exactly the point. Score. I don't know if they, I don't know if they go for a trade that moves the needle, unless there is an injury. I, I think the trade, if any trade happens this season, I think it's got to be to to free up some money. All right, David, we're out of time, but before we go, we just wanted to say how awesome NBA sideline reporter Craig Sager, who passed away at age sixty five after a long battle with cancer, how awesome he was to the sports, uh, to entertainment, and how he made our basketball viewing lives so much better, and he will be missed. Uh, He was a shining example, David, that if you do something different and you work really hard, that success is never out of reach. Yeah, that's the thing that stuck out to me in some of these tributes was you follow your passion and you just work your tail off, then you can succeed. And I thought the thing that was cool about this, Doug, was the reaction, not just yesterday, obviously, because there's going to be an outpouring of thoughts and memories and prayers and stuff like that, which is fantastic, but over the last, what was it, two years, right, when he was going through this battle and when he was fighting the cancer and just all the efforts from the overall NBA community, like, yes, teams, announcers, arenas, but also like you saw it on blogging, you saw it from the writers, you saw it on the internet, just like an outpouring of support and emotion and and actions, you know, with the say, wearing the Sager suits and, and a lot of the sideline reporters were doing, um, Russ Bingston. I think started that online, started that movement and they caught on. So that was really cool to see, you know, and I think uh, Charles Barkley mentioned that last night on um, TNT, just like how the NBA community kind of came together mm-hmm. um, and, and showed support for for him and one of their family members and somebody who was obviously, you know, on TV a lot and, and a face, one of the faces of kind of sideline reporting and NBA. So, I mean, that was really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star review. Help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Hornets questions and thoughts, send them to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again next week for, uh, uh, well, it's a holiday week edition 
uh, the Locked On Hornets podcast. Yeah, we're super excited. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat those Celtics. Let's swarm Charlotte. So what if I like to stay up late and watch TV? Don't blame it on caffeine and then go still Coke and Pepsi. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17